Welcome to Grow With Soul, a simple marketing podcast by me, Kate Ferris, a creative business and marketing coach living in the mountains in North Wales. Grow With Soul is for creatives who either have their own business or who dream of having their own business and who want to grow slowly, sustainably and soulfully in their work and in their life. So welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Hello and welcome to episode 42 of Grow With Soul. Today is a coaching episode with Fran Norris, an illustrator and artist based in Devon in the UK. Fran hasn't been in business for long and after realising she'd taken a bit of a wrong turn and with the arrival of her second child imminent, she decided to take down her online shop and start over with the marketing. In this episode, we talk about finding the right direction and setting tiny goals to get there, time management and being efficient with your activities, knowing when to work on the work and when to work on the marketing, and where to start with building an audience for your work. So let's dive in. Hi, Fran. Hello, Kate. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, especially as we've just discussed that you are two weeks away from having a baby and it's very hot. (laughs) Yes, indeed. Oh, it's great to have this opportunity (laughs) and perfect timing, I think. (laughs) Yeah, at least there's no crying in the background, so... (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Things are going to radically change, so (laughs) it's... uh... A good, a good time to evaluate everything. Yeah, definitely. So the reason we're having this conversation is because I put up a kind of question sticker on Instagram ages ago and asking for suggestions and, and you suggested something that I thought, oh wow, that's going to be a really good podcast episode actually. And you very kindly agreed to come on and talk about it. But before we kind of get into that meaty stuff why don't you introduce yourself and your business and kind of set the scene so what you do and your story so far yes I'm uh, Fran and uh, my business is uh, Fran Norris illustration so I'm working as an artist illustrator and uh, that's quite new relatively new so I've just set that up and I've not really worked as an artist or illustrator before. I don't have the formal background. I'm actually uh, trained as a scientist. <laughs> Complete. Ah. Well, it seems opposite, but actually there are many parallels. So growing up, I, I loved art. I loved drawing and painting. But for lots of reasons, I didn't do that, even though I did think for a long time I would study art. And I ended up becoming a scientist and doing that and living in, well, I grew up in London, so I was living in London. And when I became pregnant with my first son, we decided to move to Devon. I wanted to stop working as a scientist. We wanted to change our lifestyle and just kind of reevaluate things. Um, I knew that that wasn't really what I wanted to continue doing. And motherhood, uh, you know, took over, house renovating, kind of connecting with nature, learning how to grow, all those things. It was wonderful. When my son was around maybe two, I started drawing more and more with him. And uh, we actually had this really lovely kind of ritual every day. I draw a picture for him to color in and he'd dictate what he wanted and Mm. feel from his imagination, his imaginary world. And and it was lovely. And it kind of got me back into drawing. and, And so I was doing lots of stuff for kids and I had ideas for children's books and, and I worked on a couple. And so when he sort of reached the age of four, I was, 
you know, it was quite clear to me that I really wanted to do something around art and illustration. And um, and he, you know, started school last September, and that opened up this extra time that I hadn't had so much of, as we don't really have we don't mm. have down here. And so um, I've I've been developing this this seed of an idea, and and it kind of started with me knowing like how I'd want to spend my days but not specifically what kind of art or illustration as I can do quite diverse things and then just to add the <laughs> as you mentioned the pregnancy <laughs> but lovely pregnancy that sort of complicated things too so um, I've also had that at the back of my mind but still plodding away with trying to to set up this business as I feel like it's a great time to to try it really um, I'm really hoping it's something that I can get working as it, it, I feel like it could really balance being a mother and working, but being fulfilled all in one. I want everything, basically. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was thinking that it's like, oh, you've had this, all this time open up and then it's going to go away again. <laughs> I know. I've actually got this one week where I don't have him. He's, he's gone away on a holiday and it's like a, a sort of panic almost. Of, I must draw every piece of art I possibly can. <laughs> in this free space before I have no time it's not a great way to approach <laughs> so in terms of how you're selling and what you're selling and things like that how are you doing that so are you do you have an Etsy shop are you actually are you selling to physical shops are you what are you doing in terms of turning the art into a business um, well uh, initially you know I set up a website and um, it took because I didn't have, I was also working part-time. I had about two hours every day. So it all took quite a long time, but I eventually, you know, got my head around how to just even scan and edit my artwork, what kind of paper, all these things, mm. how, you know, the delivery costs. And I set up a um, website with e-commerce and I did one local market as well. And then what I found was that I felt like I'd done things almost in the wrong order, like it'd been premature. So I mean, it was useful to learn all those skills. There was a lot to learn, but the the business generally didn't have like um. It was very hard to brand because I didn't have clarity over exactly what kind of artwork or illustration I wanted to do. My audience, and so around Easter, like springtime. I kind of shifted more towards I'm just going to focus on on the art and the painting because I was struggling to do both. And so I haven't, so I actually haven't got a website now or an Etsy. I did do that, but without really focusing enough on marketing, I haven't like created, you know, big enough audience or found alternative ways of, you know, getting the work out there really. Mm. So uh, that's slow, but I felt that I really felt intuitively that I needed actual content and to develop, you know, what I enjoyed doing because I'd have time to paint, but then I wouldn't know what to paint. I wasn't sure, which sounds really weird, <laughs> but it just, um, I, I felt like I needed to give myself more of a container for it all. Mm. So it's very muddled and I don't, I mean, people, my mama in particular is sort of on my back about Christmas because she's a huge Christmas card person. <laughs> making your Christmas cards, I buy them in August. Oh, my God. I'm going to have a baby in two weeks. What am I going to do? Yeah, sort of, um, I, I just, I don't know. It's sort of, I know all these things like I, I, that I could be doing, but it's knowing like the order of things that mm. I should do a little 
little bit. And, um, and so I really like simplified it to, I just paint and draw things I like and I put them on Instagram. That's where I am. <laughs> yeah. And I think that it, that's a very familiar story because you can see that kind of trail of, oh, I go and do this market and I work out what paper I need to use and I, Etsy exists, so I'll just stick stuff on there. And, and you can end up, and you do, you kind of leapfrog the start line and you're halfway in the race and you're like, oh, hold on. <laughs> and and you, it's good that you did kind of take that step back because what if you run the risk when you do that kind of thing where you just jump straight into it is that you end up going somewhere you don't want to go and act, and then it becomes more and more difficult to back back out and change direction once you're reliant or you have all those more external expectations on you in that business. So that was a very brave step and, and very good to take that one if you knew you were heading somewhere you didn't really know where you were going. What about like, you know, the, the one of the key, like the, the central points of this, like my purpose is that I want to do something that I enjoy and I'm, it's fulfilling. Otherwise, I'll just get a regular job, you know. Mm-hmm. Why why go through this? And it wasn't it wasn't fun at, at that point or fulfilling at all. So I had to like get back to, you know, what kind of made me feel alive with it all. Mm. Which I, I definitely agree with. But there also comes a point, it, it's it's a very difficult balance because there comes a point where it's like, it becomes a really great form of procrastination to think I'm just going to go really deep into my art and I'm going to make sure that I'm getting that, I'm going to be completely sure with it because you're never going to be completely sure with it. Absolutely. <laughs> I am like swinging from one extreme to the other. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, get me like hold me still in the middle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it is, it's a fine balance and it's one that will, it will continue to swing kind of like a pendulum as well. You'll, you'll get to a point where you're kind of like, oh, yeah, I really just want to get stuff out there now and you'll start getting stuff out there and then it might be going a little bit too far. So you'll swing back slightly a little bit and reassess what you want to be doing. And I think in all businesses that happens is that kind of swing between being really, really out there and doing it and then really, really reclusive and figuring out what you want to do. Well, I do see the putting things on Instagram aspect as, you know, a bit of marketing. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And I did submit some work to a local gallery and I'm in their summer exhibition. So they've been tidbits. Definitely. I was, it was just when it came to selling, because there's a lot of cost that goes into producing things mm. that it's quite demoralizing when nothing happens. And I was really inspired by an illustrator I follow who, you know, she's got a big following and she doesn't have a website or a shop. And she just opened a shop on Etsy for a limited period of time. And she says, that's it, I'm closed. I might open now for Christmas, you know, in November or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she sold out every, and I just thought that's an interesting way that she's approached it. Not that I would do, but I could see that, you know, she had an audience there already. And so it made sense for her to mm-hmm. have a shop, whereas I didn't. And I was paying money to you know, have a website, all these things and nothing's happening. So Yeah, yeah no, and that makes a lot of sense. And I know that's something that happens a lot, particularly with potters, because obviously 
But as a lot of time and a lot of trial and error goes into pottery, so a lot of potters will not have a shop open and then they'll just spend like months and months making and then they'll have a mass shop opening and when it goes, it goes and the shop closes again. And that can be a really nice model actually if you do have limited time or you don't want to be constantly worrying about having an order to fulfil you know, even the possibility of one, you know, that you, you think, oh, I could, you know, go out to the park with the kids, but oh God, what if an order comes in, you know? You don't kind of want to live like that. So to to work out a business model that fits with the life that you want to live is, yeah, totally a really smart thing to be doing. And I think a lot of the time we think, oh, but this is the way we ha- I have to do it because this is the way everybody does it. But if it doesn't work for you, then it it's just going to build up resentment. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So I think backtracking slightly, um, because we didn't actually tell the listeners what your question was. (laughs) So, yes, so what you said to me through the question sticker was that you struggle with knowing how much time to spend on marketing yourself versus actually making the product, which is a... And and that goes for businesses like yours, which are product based and you know making based, but also for service based businesses as well. It's something at the moment that I've kind of got between creating new courses or new kits or whatever, but also having to still be present online and things like that. Yeah. So it is again one of those things that you will come in and out of and have different seasons of, but. It's finding a way that you can feel more on top of it in your everyday rather than, oh, am I doing the right thing? Am I doing the right thing? Am I doing the right thing? And just be able to actually commit to the thing and do it. So we can dig into that a little bit today. Okay, so let's start by thinking about your goals because I think that's always a really good place to start. And whenever you're doing marketing you should start with a with what you want to achieve first and that again this is something that people always do it's like oh I need to do xyz so they just do it but they didn't actually have an endpoint that they were aiming for which make, means it kind of becomes directionless so yeah what do you want <laughs> <laughs> well have you got any kind of medium term or long term sort of not even if goals is a funny word, just like kind of milestones you want to get to or or a kind of vision of how you want life to be? Well, I've, I've given up on milestones that, that are quite difficult for me at the moment. But what I would like is to have, you know, a sustainable business to, you know, generate an income from from the illustrations, essentially. I don't have like, a, you know, specific figures in my mind or even that it has to be a particular way. You know, I, I'm quite interested in like the wholesale route, but also, you know, selling products to individuals online. I'm open to doing, you know, markets. And so, and even with the work, it may not just be prints, but I'm quite open to, you know, expanding into things like notebooks and stickers and so on. So it's quite vague at the moment. So, yes. Mm. <laughs> if that really counts as a goal (laughs) no it does and I I totally get that we're having this conversation at a time where you're like I don't know what my life's going to be like in three weeks time (laughs) but I think having that that kind of ultimate vision actually is a really good place to start and to get specific from because I think it's really hard to think of those 
really, you know, where do you want to be in six months' time? I don't know where I want to be in six months' time. That's quite a hard thing <laughs> to to get specific about. But if well, you I can, oh, more specific. Let, mm. Let's sort of put it this way: when my second child eventually goes to school, I would really love it if I sort of nourished and and started a business that I could then say actually I don't need to go and get a job Mm. this is going to be what I can you know provide me with the income that I need so I've you know I've got this sort of three four years in my head three is when you know the child care the child Mm -hmm. starts to kick in but then school comes in and you know then I've got like kind of consistent time but I want to you know set the groundwork and get it going and know and kind of test it out and know, can this work? Will I enjoy it? Am I going to be able to live off this? Mm. Is it worth continuing or shall I just get a job now? Mm. But I would like it to work. <laughs> be the thing that I can do. Yeah. yeah. I suppose yeah. that overall goal. Exactly. And that's that's exact, exactly the kind of thing that I say to people is actually like, how does it feel? Because we can much more easily imagine how we want to feel in our lives. And and we can kind of then ground that into some specific things like you're saying about almost if you can think about that day of dropping off your second child at school and then the confidence and the the surety that you're going back home and you know what you're going back to <laughs> and you've got stuff to be getting on with and it and you kind of feel like yes this is time we're going to hit it now to have that as a kind of grounding feeling that over the next three to four years that's something whenever you have those moments that will come up when you think this is the worst I hate it <laughs> um, this is never going to happen to know that you want to get to that feeling and that feeling's more important can be a really good driving force. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm at the stage where it, the questions are in my mind, like, does anyone like my work? Well, people do. <laughs> you know, it's like, would anyone buy my work? Those are the sorts of things. And you just, yeah, it's knowing those answers, mm. I guess. Well, and I think that's the thing as well. Once you have that big vision, you can start to build the stepping stones backwards. As you've already said, it's things like, I need to test out doing a couple of different markets so that I can know for sure whether this is going to work or whether it's not and then I can tick it off or I can take it away and that will markets are really good as well for things like do people like my work (laughs) because you get real-time feedback you get to look people in the eye and see (laughs) if they're lying to you or to get really gauge their reactions and to see what what kind of people are really engaged with your work, what they want from you. So they could be there and be like, oh, well, I'm not really into prints, but if you've got notebooks, I would have bought them for 10 different people. That then gives you a bit of a steer as well. So if you're thinking about doing markets, not just to see whether you like doing markets, but even just as market research in the short term to start to get some more of that information and just that you know over the next couple of years it's just building information absolutely and it's it's really nice to to meet people because it it can be a sort of solitary type of work you know even though like online you can engage with people there's something about talking to a person face to face about your work and mm. yeah that that is the idea of it to sort of experiment with it really mm-hmm. um, I don't see it as the backbone of the business 
at all. <laughs> because that, and that with two small children, that's going to be a very exhausting way of life. <laughs> Just traveling around to markets the whole time. And so, yeah, and then the Instagram obviously is the online version of that to be able to test things out and maybe do a few kind of flash sales or things like that. I think at the moment, because obviously you don't have the website, which is fine, particularly in the short term, because you're not going to be doing anything with the website in the next couple of months. It might be something to have, on, even if it doesn't have a shop enabled, just to have somewhere for people to go to go kind of deeper into what you do. But otherwise, I would make sure that you kind of have opportunities for people to know they can buy from you eventually. I think people are we've got these really short attention spans and they're like, oh, that's nice, but there's not a link for me to click. So I'm gone. (laughs) They're already gone because they're looking for the next thing. So to make sure people know or, or to give people opportunities that they can get to know you more, they can eventually buy something. So even like a shop update in time for Christmas or something like that, if you did want to stick some things you've already got up on a, on a shop for yeah, I mean, it's all there because I've already made a website mm. and an Etsy site. I've just disabled them. They're very easy to reinstate. Mm. I just felt because they yeah. had so there was so little traffic going to them. I just and I know that I'm going into this little period now where mm. I will be doing even less. I just thought I'll just put them on hold because they're not delivering anything. But I bet I mean, I'd love to do much more with them, you know, like a blog and mm that sort of thing. I just, and things like improving the SEOs, all that seemed to come under marketing, but I'd shelved it because it just seemed like, like just too soon almost. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um. Yeah. It's, it's very chicken and egg because you want to build the audience. You want to have people knowing your work, following you on Instagram, all that kind of thing. But also if you think about yourself, when you are, looking for people or you stumble across someone you want to you want a journey and when when there's only an Instagram profile you kind of you get you almost like butt up against the wall you're like oh there's nowhere else for me to go but here and you might click follow but also you kind of feel like you're being stopped in your tracks a bit and that this person's holding back from you and I I totally agree with you that the next couple of months there's no point getting the website back up and running because that's just giving you something to worry about that you don't need to be worrying about in the immediate short term but perhaps before Christmas just to have it back up there as a kind of statement of it's going there's going to be things here come and join me yeah <laughs> but be patient I, mean, I, I agree with you I really if I there's someone I, I discover I really want to see their website that does happen to me and I do want a website what I, I wasn't happy with mine and I felt like it needed like a total rebrand and actually I changed the name even of my Instagram because initially it was uh, I was doing I thought I'd do more for children oriented and it hasn't evolved Mm -hmm. in that way and the name really didn't fit and so the website needs to be changed now but because I was still playing around with exactly not exact but just Mm -hmm. what feeling I wanted to create what kind of products what type of artwork I, it was very difficult to design a website as well that I, I was happy with. Mm. And uh, and so I felt like at some point I would maybe rebrand and relaunch or something and uh, maybe in time for Christmas if, uh, if that can happen. <laughs> yeah, I think with things like that, it's 
it becomes overwhelming in like five seconds because as you've said it's like oh I need to change the name but also all the colors the structure and it just you get to this point where you're like I can't even start with it so I would break that down into just the tiniest tiniest jobs like just change the name tick yeah and then leave and then it could be left and then you change put some new photos up or whatever and just really do it so incrementally even if you're doing that over the next couple of months before it's live but so rather than thinking I'm going to do a rebrand which feels like a big chunk of time and energy that needs to be taken up that realistically it will keep being pushed away just to do those tiny tiny little changes so that by the time you get to say the autumn you think actually this isn't as big a job anymore I can actually stick some a few things up and maybe start writing some blogs or something and it's it's always better for something to be in progress and live and up there and doing a job for you than to kind of go right I'm gonna perfect it and then put it live <laughs> I mean I, that, that would be nice and certainly would, would fit better with my life with having small pockets of time just mm. appearing randomly although I find it quite difficult when I'm when I start like a little project like that it, it's quite hard for me to to let go of it I'm a real finisher which perhaps mm. is why I str- why it feels like marketing versus content creation because uh when I'm when I paint for example that's all I do and I get very immersed and it's hard to like jump around from things but I think having the list like broken down like some things are just so achievable it's just I can see myself getting almost addicted like to the the tick I'll tick that off I'll I'll just one now because that's really quick and easy Mm. (laughs) just yeah but somehow I could work around that for sure at least, yeah, break it down. Mm, yeah, I think if you're if you are a finisher, um, where you get like a dog with a bone with it, I think that might be why it feels the the marketing piece feels a bit more frustrating because it's not something that's ever done. Whereas you know you sit down to do a piece of artwork and you kind of know when it's done, right? You get to a point where you're like, okay, it's finished and you can kind of move away from it. Whereas with marketing, there's always something else to do and you do one thing and it brings up three other things that you could do. It's like that Greek monster where you cut off the head and three more grow on. There's always something else to be doing, which is why it might be something that feels like you're starting to spend all your time on it because it's, it is just sucking, sucking that time from me because there's more and more that it wants. And so there is a small part of that where it is kind of knowing enough for today and say, give yourself limits of I'm doing these three things and that's that's okay. That These three things mean finished rather than finished meaning finished because finished can't happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I had even considered outsourcing it. I don't know if I will, but just feeling like there's a lot kind of it it takes up a lot of time in terms of like the SEO aspect for example which is just a bit over my head at the moment you know just thinking about a design and all of that and I don't know it was one aspect I thought maybe it's better to like pass that on to someone who's going to just be more efficient with it just with having limited time but I haven't quite decided yet because I don't know how important websites are anymore (laughs) (laughs) marketing (laughs) yeah there's different approaches to it so my approach and the way that 
I do marketing is a very content and customer-led form. It's very organic. So I would rather that people find me on Instagram or they find the podcast randomly and they choose to go to the website and they they find things there that are interesting and they want to stay there, they want to sign up to my mailing list and it's always a, a choice that there's stuff there that they want to be going deeper into. Whereas you also have, which is more traditionally with retail, a more kind of need-based marketing. So they know somebody has a need for their pair of socks. So they put loads of money into advertising, loads of money into SEO, that it just, that when people search for that need for that pair of socks, the retail website pops up. Whereas it's not it's not as much of a relational style of marketing as the one that I do. They work for different reasons. So for me, people need to relate to me, kind of like me, <laughs> be there by choice, in order because they need to feel like that in order to work with me. Whereas if you need a pair of socks, you don't need to be in love with the shop that's selling your pair of socks, right? And you're kind of somewhere in the middle because there is a retail element, but also you sell pieces that aren't a need. They're something that you want people to fall in love with the piece and buy it rather than just, oh, that'll do, right? So you can kind of choose and you can take elements from one and elements from another. So where I'm going with this in a very long-winded way is you can choose to rely less on SEO if you're going to push more energy into relationship building and things like Instagram and content because you can use that as a traffic driver instead of SEO. Okay, oh, that's interesting. The only reason I bring up SEO is that when I would search for my website, which was called Mighty Ant at the time, it just didn't come up. I couldn't mm. find it. And I'd like go through pages of it and I just thought, this is really weird. And, and even my name, if you just saw my name somewhere else, like I I have sold some greetings cards and it has the name and everything. You know, if someone tried to look it up, they wouldn't find it, basically. Mm. Well, that's a shame. So Instagram was the only route that there was for people to get to the website. So it was quite limiting. Mm. Yeah, and, and that kind of situation is it takes time for Google to recognise the site and things like that. So if it's only up for like a couple of weeks, it's probably not on Google's radar yet. You know, there's not been people visiting it. There's not a whole ton of history and keywords there and caches for them to go back through. So that's the thing with SEO as well, is it's in absolutely no way a quick fix. It will take a couple of months. You're always working on a, a couple of months lag that, you know, if you publish a blog post or whatever with a very a very keyword-rich one, then it's going to take a couple of months for that to start to filter through. Well, the website had been live. I've had the website for about five months at least, mm. I think. So it was still nothing was sort of happening with it. Was it being updated? Yeah, well, I was tinkering with it, adding products. Mm. I hadn't, like, added a blog post for quite some time, but it had about three or four posts so not huge amounts of updating but there was little things happening and I think uh, probably just I, I didn't I don't know I, I didn't know anything about SEOs at the time so maybe it just needed refining or something yeah I think that it's with SEO it's always combinations of the on-site content the traffic it's getting and the kind of linkage 
that it's getting from outside as well. So they're all, it's like a whole concoction of things that Google takes into account, but they're the kind of main ones. And if, if you're getting, if you're kind of losing two, so if it's not getting lots of traffic to it and it's not getting lots of links, then the other ones are going to, it's really hard for it to stay up on one leg. So it kind of needs to be a really actively used website for the SEO part to work, which is why if you actually think, well, for the next three months, I'm going to spend more time on Instagram, you know, I'm going to be, I'm going to be up all night anyway. I could be, (laughs) I could afford to be spending some time there. And then if you're building up an audience there, if you then put a web link live, you can, you, you can almost guarantee you're going to get, be getting more traffic because you're getting more traffic to the Instagram and that will just filter through. Yeah, absolutely. That, that makes sense, definitely. Um, so it's just being, it's a timing thing by the sounds of it. Mm. Yeah, it's it's one of those things, it's, all of these things are a little bit chicken and egg where you need, you need to just commit to something and trust that you're going to be putting more into it than it's giving you back and the, in the short term, but trust that in the long term that's going to swap around. And also a lot of commitment and seeing it through and holding your nerve and not blinking and just being like, okay, let's, we know this is going to take a few months. I know that this is the things that I have to go into it first. So I've just got to commit and let, let it do its thing and worry about it in six months time if it's not quite built up the way that I wanted it to. Absolutely. Yeah. It's there on my radar. (laughs) So let's talk actually then a little bit about the day-to-day between making and marketing because that's going to be your reality for the next couple of months is you've got these pockets of time and you've got to choose what to do with them and I guess that that push and pull is going to get even worse. So at the moment, on the time that you're spending on the business, how would you say very educated guess of... How much do you spend making and how much do you spend on the marketing? I would say, um, and it it has changed a lot recently because I stopped Mm. the part-time job. You know, it was sort of like a couple of hours a day and I would spend that on content creation. So that was just painting and drawing. Mm -hmm. But then I would also, you know, it would be maybe a couple of hours per week would be what I could sit like the only sort of marketing I could sort of consider, which was, you know, I'd, I'd edit the picture, post it, you know, and also just spending time on Instagram, engage, really enjoy that. And so I was trying to, you know, post twice a week, you know, and, and create content for that. So, and I've also been trying to create content for the summer so that I do have some things I can still post um so that's how it's 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 been much like 80 percent i would say into content creation and then the other 20 percent was either like mostly just being on instagram or just dabbling with the website Mm. um yeah that's how it's and the stuff you're making are you making that kind of for yourself as experiments are you making it to be a product in the end are you making it to post on instagram well, it feels like a blend of all three, to be mm-hmm. honest, um, because what I, I kind of learned from trying to sell illustrations and, mar- and going to the market was, you know, I, I used illustrations I already had that are a little bit different to actually what I do now. And it was interesting that 
the way people buy illustration and artwork, it's, it's, it seems, because it's not necessarily priced very high, but there's something quite difficult about committing to a piece that's going to go on your wall. I don't know what it is, but um, it takes quite a lot to get a person to take the extra step. I even follow people whose work I love, but I haven't bought their artwork necessarily. And so I thought, actually, I'm just going to like try and, I want to paint and draw things that I want on my wall. Like I'm actually going to take a, an empty space on my wall, decide what I want. And because I've, I don't know, I felt like that was my way of figuring out like, you know, there'll be someone else who would want it on, on their walls, mm. me, and come at it in, in, in that direction. So things are actually going up on my wall. <laughs> what happened as I started creating collections and, and really actually loving more and more what I was doing because it really came from a place what I love to see on the wall uh, is that I realized all oh, these pieces could also be other things as well. Like they're not just prints necessarily. And so I was putting them on, on Instagram because I also just wanted to just put them there and show them and enjoy that. And I found that I was getting more people following. Like I think that it was starting to look more cohesive and, you were getting a sense of who I was and I had a momentum because I knew what I wanted to paint now and I was start, I was on a roll with it or have been on a roll with it. So, yeah, I've got like a, a couple of collections in mind and I finished one and I'm working on another and then um, I'll see how things kind of evolve over August, September. Maybe I can work towards something for like Christmas or something. I don't know. Yeah, if you were saying, oh yeah, well, I only do it to put it on Instagram, then I'd almost argue that 100% of it is being spent on marketing. But no, that makes a lot of sense in terms of then how you've been approaching it if you've been creating stuff that with in mind that it could be a product that was in response to feedback from customers. Yes, then it is kind of more in, in mind of it being a product than in mind of it being, oh, this is just something pretty to put on Instagram. Yeah, it never is that. Unless it's a, a photograph or something just general, like, say, plants or something. Mm-hmm. No, it's all, it's nearly, like, 95% something that could be a product. Yeah. But yeah. isn't yet a product. <laughs> so in terms of that, does the balance you've got at the moment feel like one that you want that feels right, that has you do it, spending more time on the stuff you want to be doing, or does it feel like you want it to be a slightly different ratio? Um, it feels, the balance feels all right. Um, I don't mind going through little seasons of, you know, I'm, I'm like doing the content and then I'm working on the marketing. The difficulty I've had is is like what marketing <laughs> to do more than anything. Mm. Um, now that I've got my head around what content creation I'm doing. So I, I do think I need to create content to some degree to be able to market because say if I don't if I just stop painting or do a lot less painting I won't really have anything to post Mm -hmm. anymore and um, nothing dramatic will happen it's just that I'm not then what am I marketing like how am I engaging with people so that it has it always has to be there kind of as the foundation Mm -hmm. yeah the reason I ask is that you if you'd said oh, I absolutely hate having to post on Instagram the whole time. I 
want to stop that entirely and I, all I ever want to do 100% of the time is make stuff, then we need to have a different conversation. If you're finding that the ratio is kind of working a bit more, it's just actually worrying about being as efficient as possible, then like we say, that's a different conversation. And it's actually, I think for you, because you don't have a website or even like a call to action of buy this thing to market, it can be difficult to find a direction with your marketing activity. So I think looping actually back round to those goals and setting yourself a few things over the next couple of, well, the next sort of six months of thinking, okay, well, I, I'm maybe if I'm planning to put a website live in November, let me move back from that. And actually, so maybe by the end of the summer, I want to feel like I've been really focused when I've been on Instagram and that I've been posting twice a week, for example, and I've been talking to people. I've met online a few people who run markets locally. Maybe I've spoken to a couple of local shops. So they, they've got different kind of goals going on. So if you're thinking... I'd like to get actually a bit of wholesale in before the end of the year that feels more manageable than selling direct then maybe that's where you put your focus or if you're thinking I'm going to put everything into a Christmas launch for a website I'm going to really focus on building up that Instagram building up the following maybe sending some pieces to some people to get get my work out there a bit more so it's having something to work towards when you don't have a call to action yet because otherwise yeah you can just keep going round and round in circles and you've not got momentum towards a thing I see yes it's well I mean I've been on Instagram for a while now I've been like maybe six months or something but you know I might the following is in the hundreds so it's 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 really quite in the beginning stages Mm. so I just thought maybe just focusing on 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 that is enough of like in terms of marketing because um you know I could develop a website and everything but if you've still only got say 300 people following you how many of those people realistically are going to engage with Mm -hmm. the website I don't know so I thought focus on just produce the content and engage on Instagram and then maybe and then when it starts to get more healthy and and more kind of running it's Mm -hmm. like feels like it's I've got the momentum with it, maybe move on to the next level of marketing. I don't know, maybe that's a very like simplistic way of approaching it. No, I think especially for you with what you've got coming up in your life, that feels like the doable thing <laughs> to do rather than go, oh, I'm going to have all these different streams and I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And while I'm building up the Instagram, that that's just not possible. So to say... I'm going to work, I'm going to dedicate three months to building an Instagram audience and maybe put a number on that if you want to, to give you something to strive towards and then break that down again into, okay, so what do I do to build that audience? Well, I can experiment with the kind of pictures I'm posting. I can experiment with the captions I do and see how that changes things. I can make sure that every day I spend 15 minutes engaging or I comment on five new people's posts every day and give yourself those little things that you can just give that tick to every day and and you if you're working in pockets of time that it might be easy to go okay well I've got a feed or you know I've got to 
push a baby around to get it to sleep. Um, I can I can do a couple of uh, fifteen minutes of liking in that time, and so yeah, I think that is when you've got the limited time as it is and, and the unpredictable time, just to have that one thing that you are focused on for the business is the most manageable way to do it. That's totally uh, what I've been doing, and I can probably be more, even more intentional with it. And I might find actually over the next couple of months that it's easier to do that than the actual artwork, which requires a bit more, you know, sitting down mm. with paper, you know, and whereas the other might be easier to just kind of dip in and out of, I think. Yeah. Um, it's quite possible that I kind of put even more energy into that let it let thing the pendulum swing the other way a bit yeah, yeah exactly I think uh the word it being in- intentional is is absolutely key and it's maximizing efficiencies with what you're doing so just to go oh I'm going to grow the Instagram that doesn't actually give you any sort of direction of things to do but then to to really like I said break that down and go okay well in this 15 minutes what am I going to do that's not just scrolling and not just you know whatever what can I do that's going to push it forward just a millimeter and that might be engagement or it might be posting something on stories or doing a little experiment or you know whatever I think that's a good focus and take it from being oh I'm going to engage on Instagram for the next year <laughs> it's having giving yourself little moments where you check back in so say if that's going to be the next three months then in three months time it's okay how am I feeling how much extra time have I got have I do I feel driven that I need to start working getting the website up or actually is that not where I'm at right now and maybe I need to start looking at wholesale instead and so it's being manageable with your everyday but having things in place to know that you're gonna you're going to still be pushing it forward in incremental ways oh yeah absolutely I'm, I'm very good at jumping on pockets of time I'm quite used to to just having to dip in and out you know so oh, I've got 10 minutes I'll just do this quickly so that that's quite natural now I think mm. and I think wholesale is is definitely an area that I haven't actually done anything with that before and it doesn't rely, I don't, I don't think it relies on having big audiences and, mm. and that sort of thing. It's more of targeting specific companies and shops that you feel might resonate with your work. And mm-hmm. so perhaps something to explore as well as a, just as an alternative approach to the business, I mm. think. As a little project, I think if you factor in time to just review even if that take if that's like half an hour that you do it just to be like okay let's take stock of where i am is this feeling like i've got actually extra time that i could be using elsewhere have i is it the opposite of that do i need to to wind things back a little bit and take more care of myself or just factor in that time every couple of months just to be like right i need to just take stock and see if there's a new project that i can start working on or not and yeah, wholesale might be one, the website might be one and you you can only really know until you kind of get to that point and maybe it's like, okay, I'm finding myself actually that I'm probably spending too much time on Instagram now. I can probably spend an hour a week just researching wholesale and I'm going to do that for the next month and by the end of the month, I'm going to come to a decision about whether I'm going to chase it further. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. So, I mean, you're saying it is worth having some aspect of working on marketing even if it's a small percentage of the time alongside 
content creation, essentially. Otherwise, it's just a kind of hobby, really. Well, ultimately, as a business, you've got to have a product to sell. That's the most important thing. And and it is also the most important thing because it's got to be a product that people want to buy. So it can't just be like, oh, I've spent 99% of my time on marketing this thing. And, and here it is. It's just rubbish. <laughs> I've spent 1% of my time on that. So you always have to focus on the product and especially because that's the reason you started doing it in the first place. You didn't start it because you wanted to spend your whole life on social media and doing marketing and stuff like that. So definitely devote the time that you can to that. So it might be that if if this is the way it works out for you, if you get like childcare for a morning, then that's when you spend your dedicated artwork time and then the marketing happens in the pockets that might be how it ends up working for you so I definitely split it between that and again it will come up differently between what's going on so as you move forward and you're out of the kind of unpredictable newborn phase and you've got more of a routine it might be that towards Christmas times that's when the marketing ramps up but then during the summer it's more about making because people aren't buying as much and you can then start to tap into the rhythms of how your business works and know okay well this time is when I can the pendulum can swing towards making and this is where it needs to be more on marketing yeah yeah I see that's interesting yeah I like that (laughs) Yeah, so so really the answer is there's no answer. (laughs) Um, (laughs) The the answer is it depends. (laughs) But But I feel like I'll need a lot of discipline. It takes a lot of discipline for me to work in the way you're describing. So having like an actual kind of plan and breakdown of the steps for the marketing will help pull me back towards it because I know that, I'll just want to just do the art if that's Mm. like what I put more of my eggs into that basket. So, but having like the little checklist and little, little milestones that will just help keep me pulled towards it every now and again Mm. when time comes up. Yeah. I think having a checklist and I always say that the, the hardest thing with, well, with content creation, but with marketing actually in general is knowing what to do in the first place. So anything that you can do that takes out the thinking in the decision making. So you can just, if you're presented with 15 minutes, just do a thing. Otherwise you spend 10 minutes of your 15 minutes thinking about what to do. (laughs) So prepare yourself. Maybe it's like something that you stick on the wall or it's a whiteboard or something like that, where you've got just a list of things that you can go, all right, well, I've got 15 minutes. What's going to take me 15 minutes? I'll comment on five different people's pictures and I'll reply to my comments done yeah straight in because I did I had that exact problem with actually with the art side the content side and once I'd created collections and had a whole range of images I wanted to create that that just took it like the productivity to another level and Mm. I was just on the on the roll with it but with the marketing I don't quite have that so if I have a sort of direction or plan or an intention then that yeah. would probably get a lot going. Yeah, we're, I, we love boundaries and things to do. Like, and if you're finding that it's helped with the art side of your work, then find ways to replicate it in the other side as well. Like you've just described that once you had, all right, this is, I'm painting something that, to go on the wall. And then that kind of opened the floodgates, then to give that little boundary, that little limit around the other stuff 
will will help to make that come more easily as well yeah yeah and it makes it more exciting already my brain's just wanting to like do the list (laughs) 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 yeah yeah I do love lists (laughs) yeah I'm I'm very up for that Yeah, and then over time it can be it could even be something like try a more a different kind of photo and maybe you are as you're spending more time on Instagram you might think, "Oh, you know what? I love this person's style. I'd love to try a photo like theirs." And then maybe that you get an opening of half an hour where you manage to do that and post it and that becomes a little experiment, but it was something that was was fun for you to do as well. So yeah, there's loads of different possibilities of of ways to, in those pockets, get some things done. But I think for you, the next couple of months, like we said, just have your goal be to get to, to grow that Instagram audience, to get to a number if that helps you. But if it doesn't, just maybe have a percentage growth or just bigger than it is now. Um, and, And then remember to keep checking in with yourself and see, right, where can I go next? What can I... What can I do to up-level this for myself? Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Very business-minded, <laughs> <laughs> which I have, like, no kind of business inclination, it would seem. Well, no, I, I think there's a few things that you've said that's like, yeah, do that. <laughs> um, and you found way, and I think that's the thing, it's there are things that sound business-minded, but actually it's just find ways that, work for you efficiently and that's what you're doing on the art side because probably arguably that's where you you feel like you have to be less proper and less right you can just you've just found a way to make that work for you a bit better and and give yourself some momentum and some focus with it so if you that's that's all you need to do but because it's because it's marketing it feels like it needs to be proper but the only proper way to do it is the way that gets you doing it and that you're having a nice life doing it and that you're enjoying it and that you're getting stuff done and that it and it's making a difference. Yeah, yeah. I mean, certainly with the art, it's it's much more straightforward. You know, there's an idea, write the idea down and then paint it. With marketing, it's a huge, it's a whole world, isn't it, of different things you could be doing. And it's just... But you know what? It's the same as the art because there's you have the idea and you write it down and you paint it, but how many different ways could you paint it? There's loads of different ways you could do it, loads of different mediums you could use, different papers, different this, you know, different colours, different... There's so many different options, but just because you know it a bit better, it, it feels more straightforward. With marketing, you have an idea or something that you want to do or, or something you want to achieve, you write it down, and then you work out the way to the best way for you to do that. Mm, yeah, it's yeah. very similar. It's just it's just practice. You're more practiced at the art, so you ha- you can skip that kind of worrying about doing it right phase. Whereas with the marketing, it's you've not quite exercised the muscle as much, so there's still a little bit of doubt. But the more that you do it, the easier it will become. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> So before I let you go, I have to ask you the question that I ask everybody, which is how do you grow a soul in your work and life? I think for me, definitely having a gratitude kind of practice, which sounds a bit sort of, I don't know, a bit trendy now, but for me, it's really helped me develop more of a positive mindset, focusing on like what I do have, 
where there is abundance and and opportunities and it really just helps me move forwards in life thinking in that way more and more so yeah I would say that perfect and so obviously there's there's not a website for people to visit but where can they find you on Instagram it's Fran Norris illustrations well thanks so much Fran and good luck over the next couple of months thank you Any links that we mentioned will be on my website, which is simpleandseason.com forward slash podcast. And you can find me and Fran on Instagram. I'm at simpleandseason and she's at Fran Norris Illustrations. As always, if you think you have a friend who would really benefit from listening to this conversation, please do send them the link to the episode and remember to share where you're listening to. And until next time, I hope you grow a soul.